with a three-pointer up and oh. count it. Count it there Pure shooter there. Game. Pure shooter just drained it. Hello, Northwest Iowa, and welcome to the Siouxland Ballcast. I'm your host, Aaron Hayengay, and, uh, well, season is coming up this week. The opening games, everything's very exciting right now. And uh, let's just take a look at the opening games. So let's just get right down to it. I cannot wait. First off, on Tuesday, December 3, as I'm uh, making this podcast right now, it is only one day away from tip-off. At 7.45 at the Sioux Center High School, we have Sioux Center playing Okaboji. So... We have Wilson Harshbarger and the Sioux Center Warriors against Lucas Lorenzen and the Okaboji Pioneers. This one is not seeming like it's going to be very close, but you never know. This is opening week. This is really what comes down to what team is what, uh, how good are these teams. Let's just take a look real quick at the uh, line for this game. And uh, this one has Sioux Center winning by 16 points on their home floor. Uh, the preseason rankings on BC Moore, Sioux Center is ranked 7 and 2A. Meanwhile, we have Okaboji being ranked number 43 and 2A. So uh, about sums it up for uh, Sioux Center's year last year. Not absolutely terrible. They did better than what a normal Okaboji team would do. That, that uh, surprising win against Boyden Hall at the end of the year, giving them their first loss of the year. And uh, this Okaboji team just seems really inconsistent, but they can be good when they want to. So uh, I'm definitely going to take an under on this one. I don't think Sioux Center will win by 16 points. I think it should be at least a close one. I'm going to say Sioux Center wins by 7 would be my prediction. But uh, yeah, just a little look at Sioux Center and Okaboji. First off, we have Sioux Center. Uh, Charlie Dykeshorn and Cade Bleeker are no longer there, which means they are now being led by Wilson Harshbarger. Uh, Wilson is definitely a good player, uh, good post moves, but I can't see him leading Sioux Center deep into a playoff run. Again, uh, anytime I criticize any team or player, I hope they prove me wrong. Hopefully that gives them a little bit of motivation. But uh, I'm not seeing Sioux Center going very far this year. Uh, Definitely not up to a standard for a Sioux Center team. That usually goes pretty far, but uh, yeah, I'll take them at about shortly over 500 this season. And I think this game against Okoboji is going to be a close one with, uh, I believe, Sioux Center winning by 7. However, the line is Sioux Center winning by 16, so we will see. Uh, after, well, meanwhile, that game is happening. We have an opener between teams who play football together, but let me tell you from past experience, this is not a lot of football love during this basketball game. We have Central Lion, we have uh, Cole Hugendorn and the Central Lion Lions taking on Peyton Malden and the George Little Rock Mustangs. This one is at Rock Rabbits in Central Lion High School. Um... Central Lions seems to be a team that is on the rise. Meanwhile, George Little Rock is on its downfall, I believe. But uh, let's just take a look at these two teams real quick. Uh, the line for this game, uh, 
is Central Lion losing by 26. Uh, that <laughs> that is quite the blowout. Um, I could see last year a 26 point loss, and the year before that way more than a 26 point loss. But uh, Central Lion, I believe, is going to be better than they were last year. I mean, can't really get a lot worse than what they were last year, but I can see them taking a step up this year, and George the Rock might take a step down this year. Of course, George the Rock will rely heavily on Peyton Malton and Matt Haken. They're two players that are returning from the rotation last year, the team that was expected to go to state but did not. So... 26-point line, I'm going to take the under on that one. I say George Lederach's going to win this by 10 or 15 points. Uh, I have to take a number, probably 12. I'm going to say George Lederach wins this by 12. Uh, and a quick look at these two teams before the season starts. Uh, Central Lion losing Zed Hymanson. Uh, that is their, their leader, losing their leader Zed, and uh, some other role players. But uh, however... With the way I saw Central Line play earlier, this might be a blessing in disguise, losing their leader from last year. It's going to have them open up the floor a little bit with a more ball movement, and I expect them to be a lot better working machine this year instead of give the ball to Zed, ISO, everyone just wait for a pass if it comes. But uh, Central Line... Definitely going to improve this year, but I'm going to say they lose to George Little Rock by 12 just because of the dominance of Peyton Malden on the offense and Matt Haken on the defense. And also that pick-and-roll game is going to be very strong for George Little Rock. So expect George Little Rock to be above average and Central Line to be at about average. But yeah, I'm taking George Little Rock by 12, even though the line is George Little Rock by 26. Uh, while that game is happening as well, we have the Sheldon Orbs, led by Mitchell Wolf, taking on Jackson Russ and the Rock Valley Rockets. Uh, Sheldon, a team who, <laughs> it's not looking up very much for Sheldon, but uh, I can see they have a few good shooters, so maybe that'll keep them into some games. And then we have Rock Valley coming off the state berth from last year, losing in the first round, but a dark horse team that actually made the state tournament last year, and this one's being played at Sheldon. Uh, let's take a look at the line for this. We have Sheldon is predicted to lose by 11 to Rock Valley. I'd say that's a pretty good line. I would take about 11 uh, for Rock Valley. Because Rock Valley did lose some players, but they are still going to be a team that plays a lot like a football team, like a bunch of football players playing basketball, and that's exactly how they work. Uh, Rock Valley is not going to be as good as they were last year. They lost a lot of seniors, but I definitely expect them to be 11 points better than the Sheldon Orbs. They still have a few players left from that run that will, I guess, will be have, having good leadership on this team. So yeah, I would probably take Rock Valley by 11 against Sheldon. Uh, quick look at both of those teams. First for Sheldon. Uh, Mitchell Wolf is leading the team. Uh, he had 10.3 points per game last year. Uh, Ty Sudbeck, I, he's the shooter on the team. Uh, very good three-point shooter. He can knock him down when he gets hot. Um, so 
It might be closer. Sheldon might even pull this one out if he gets hot. That is the key for Sheldon. Meanwhile, we have Rock Valley losing both the Van Kinkricks, so that's huge for them. Uh, a lot of seniors that they lost, but uh, expect Bryson Van Gru Van, uh, Van Gruthes. Sorry if I say that wrong. Uh, he's a fresh. He was a freshman, now a sophomore. Expect him to step up for this team because he kind of has to. <laughs> He played 25 of the 26 games last year. Um, not, not big on scoring, but he will definitely have a bigger role this year, so expect him to come out of nowhere and just score points and bunches. But yeah, Jackson Russ, main guy for the Rock Valley team that went to state last year. Um, he's the only one left pretty much from that rotation. So Rock Valley versus Sheldon, that one's 745 at Sheldon. I expect Rock Valley to pull that one out. And uh, the last game of that night will be um, Keaton Mosier and the Boyden Hall Comets taking on Kayla Meyer, Mayer and the Sibley Ocheedon Generals. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's MLC Floyd Valley. I just changed. Uh, we have Keaton Mosier and the uh, Boyden Hall Comets versus Alex Van Kalsbeek and the MLC Floyd Valley Dutchman. Uh... I see this one right away, and I think, and you would think that Boyd Hall is just going to absolutely obliterate MLC Void Valley. Let's take a look. This one is at Boyden Hall High School. So let's take a look at the line for this one. Now, this one has Boyden Hall Rock Valley winning by. Sorry, <laughs> Boyden Hall, this isn't football. This one has Boyden Hall beating MLC Floyd Valley by 14 points. Um, I think this one might actually be very close. MLC teams be, seems to be on the rise a little bit. I would take Boyden Hall by six points. Uh, you would think right away, since Boyden Hall has a lot of people returning, and including a very good JV team from last year, that they would just blow MLC out of the water. But I don't think it's going to be that way. I expect MLC to put up a fight. And uh, Alex Van Kalsbeek is no joke. He's going to give them a fight, maybe single-handedly if he has to. But uh, let's take a look at these teams real quick. Yeah, uh, Alex Van Kalsbeek averaged 17.8 points per game last year as a junior. Uh, he definitely likes to drive. Not a lot of three-point shots, though he can knock them down if he needs to. A 36% shooter from last year. Um, he could single-handedly keep MLC into this one. Along with uh, Kyle Christie, he was a junior last year, now a senior. Uh, expect him to give Alex some relief during the season. Uh, other than that, not too many. Uh, a lot of seniors lost from last year, besides their two leaders, but that's the two most important you got to keep. But uh, Boyd Hall, of course, losing their lead scorer from last year, Bodie Young. But other than that, uh, Carter Francis and Brett Vanderbilt. And that's the only two <laughs> they're really losing from last year. So uh, Boynton Hall not losing much after making the state championship. Uh, MOC keeping their two best guys. Uh, Alex Van Kalsbeek made the first team last year as a junior, so expect him to get even better this year. And uh, really expect this one to be a dogfight, even though the line is at 14 points. I expect Boynton Hall to win this by six. Uh, and there is also one last game initially on this Tuesday night, but that is no longer 
On Tuesday night, the West Lion versus Sibula Cheating game at West Lion is rescheduled to January 14, 2020. There is one Thursday night game. This one is at Spirit Lake High School. We have Spirit Lake versus Alex Van Kalsbeek and the MLC Floyd Valley Dutchman. Um, MLC Floyd Valley playing a back-to-back. Don't tell NBA commissioners about that. Uh, don't expect Alex Van Kalsbeek to do some load management. He will probably be playing. So let's take a look at the line for this one. Or we have MLC Floyd Valley. They are supposed to lose this one by one point. Oh, man. This one is a very good one. They will be at Spirit Lake, though. Oh, man. Spirit Lake is always pretty good from the Lakes Conference. But you know what? I think I'm going to take MLC Floyd Valley, considering... A lot of these lines are mostly based on last year. Uh, Spirit Lake is just going to be Spirit Lake, but MOC Floyd Valley is improving this year. I can say that they're going to have, like, in the regular season, I'm going to say they have 14 wins. Uh, MOC Floyd Valley just looks a lot more improved, and I believe they will beat Spirit Lake on Thursday night. That one should be a good game, however, so I would definitely tell people to go to that game, because that one's just going to be a nail-biter. I can almost tell you that right now. So we have that game on Thursday. There is no other games on Thursday besides that one. Uh, moving on from Thursday nights, we have Friday night games, always the best. Uh, the first one we have is Jackson Russ and the Rock Valley Rockets taking on Cole Hugendorn and the Central Lion Lions. Oh, boy. Um, we have Rock Valley taking a huge hit from last year from graduation versus Central Lion just not losing much, just improving. I can see them improving a lot this year. Uh, let's take a look at the line for that one. This one, I believe, is at Rock Valley. So, the line is Rock Valley beating Central Lion by 17 points. Um, I feel like that's a little high, considering uh, Central Lion's probable growth and a Rock Valley's step down from Grace. So, I say Rock Valley is going to win this one, but I'm going to say they win by three. It is going to be a nail-biter. Central Lions is going to prove that they belong in the Siouxland Conference this year, unlike the last few years that they've had where they just look like they might as well go to the War Eagle. But I think they're back enough to stay competitive, but I don't think they're getting past Rock Valley. Um, yeah, that's going to be a tough one for both Rock Valley and Central Lion. And this first week is going to be very crucial to see where Central Lion stands in the Siouxland. So yeah, it is a 17-point line. I think Rock Valley is going to win by three. Uh, moving on from that game, we have Caleb Mayer and the Sibliochin Generals taking on Keaton Mosier in the Boyden Hall Comets. This one is at Sibliochin High School. 
Uh, let's check the line real quick. I just think that Boyd Hall might just blow him out of the water because this one doesn't look very competitive. So we have Sibley O'Cheaton. The line says they're going to lose by 16 to Boyden Hall. I'd say that sounds pretty fair. Um, Boyden Hall, again, coming back with a lot of players. Meanwhile, Sibley O'Cheaton. I don't think we've talked about him yet. Sibley O'Cheaton, let's take a look at them. Uh, yeah, Kayla Mayer is going to be their probable leader. Uh, Carter Brower, uh, another player that's going to be pretty critical for them. But they lose Grant Brower and Lane Tangerman and Rylan Marco. <laughs> Just a lot of good role players and their star player from last year. Uh, I'd say <laughs> expect them to move the ball a little bit more. Um, they are always they always run the ball. They're always a pretty fast team. Again, it's can they put their track team on a basketball court and win games? Uh, track skills are definitely there. The basketball skills, not so much. But uh, I don't expect much of a fight from Sibylla Cheaton. Unless this was at the end of the year where Boyne Hall just <laughs> kind of load manages for a few games just with their effort. But uh, yeah, I expect Boyne Hall take this by about 16 points, just like the line says. Moving on from that game, the same night on Friday, we have... Mitchell Wolf and the Sheldon Orabs facing off against Lucas Lorenzen and the Okaboji Pioneers. Oh man, this one does seem like a good game. Uh, let's take a look. This one, again, is at Sheldon High School, so Sheldon will have the home court advantage. Uh, this one, <laughs> the prediction for the line is 0 0.03, so they have... Sheldon winning by 0 0.03, so not even a point. They basically expect this to be a tie, um, which you can't do. But this one is dead even. But I expect Okaboji actually pull this one out by, I'd say, five, just because of their play from their two-star players from last year that are both returning, by the way, to look like Okaboji is going to be even better than they were last year, which I guess isn't too terribly difficult, but expect them to be in the middle of the Siouxland. Uh, Lucas Lorenzen and Jamison Helmers, both phenomenal athletes, both phenomenal basketball players. I expect them to get past Sheldon by five, maybe even seven points, but I'm going to stick with Okaboji wins by five. Um, do we have any more games that night? Yes, we do. We got two more. Um... We have Peyton Malton and the George Little Rock Mustangs playing against Jalen Gramstad at, in the West Lion Wildcats. This one is going to be at George Little Rock, question mark. Uh, on the schedule, it says location change, so maybe they're playing at West Lion. I don't think they play a neutral game, but they're going to play it somewhere. It's going to be George Little Rock versus West Lion. Let's go to the line. This one should not be too... I actually... Now thinking about it, this one should actually be a pretty good game. We have George the Rock says they're going to win by 22 points. I'm not saying that. Uh, this is George the Rock that is ranked number two in the preseason rankings on BC Moore, but uh, this is 100% last year. Um, 
George Sidorak, I predict, is going to win this one by five or seven. I can see that. Uh, West Lyon had, I don't think they had any seniors last year besides ones that came off the bench. Uh, not, not too many seniors for West Lyon. Their top one, two, three, four, five, six scorers were all either freshmen, sophomores, or juniors last year. So, <laughs> yeah, West Lyon definitely on the rise. George the Rock, a little bit of a fall. I can expect George the Rock to still take this one, but I'm going to say seven points. Uh, because, again, from their two leaders, Peyton Molden and Matt Haken. And, uh, yeah, George the Rock by seven, wherever they're playing it. Uh, last game of the night on Friday will be MLC Floyd Valley with uh, Alex and Kelsbeek taking on Wilson Harshbarger and the Sioux Center Warriors. Um, this one already on Friday, the battle for Sioux County. Who's going to take it? Um, in recent years, it's been Sioux Center just all the way, but I feel like this might be the year it turns. The line has, let me check it. All right, the line has Sioux Center winning this by five. Uh, Sioux Center lost a lot. Orange City didn't lose too much with MLC. Um, I'm going to say MLC Floyd Valley takes this one by 10. I'm on, that one might be a bit of a stretch, but I see them winning this one and it not being super competitive. might be competitive up until... End of the third, start of the fourth. Yeah, I'm going to say MLC wins this one due to Alex Van Kalsbeek. He's going to outplay Wilson Harshbarger, and I feel like it's not going to be that close. But yeah, I'm taking... The line has Sioux Center by five. I'm taking MLC by ten. I'm not seeing this one being too much in Sioux Center's favor. I believe Sioux Center is going to be having a down year, Sioux Center-wise. Uh, so that was the last game of Friday night. And there's also one Saturday night game at 4.30. Gotta love those Saturday games. This one is in Paulina. It is South O'Brien taking on Mitchell Wolf and the Sheldon Orebs. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to take a look at the line real quick, but I can almost guarantee South O'Brien is going to be up big in this one. The line has South O'Brien winning by 14. Oh, man. From watching Sheldon last year and, like, their underclassmen and then watching South O'Brien work with their underclassmen who are now, I believe, seniors. They have two great players. Our two leaders are back from a, a team that about made state last year. And then you just look at Sheldon. This one has South O'Brien by 14. I'm going to say they win by 20. I don't think this one's going to be very pretty for Sheldon. I think South O'Brien just may blow them out of the water. Not much to say for that one, but uh, there is your games for this week. Um, also taking a look at returning players real quick. This is just a quick look at the top scores from last year. Uh, top junior was Alex Van Kalsbeek. Expect him to maybe even be your Siouxland Conference MVP. That's not a thing, but if it was, I would say he's taking it. Uh, followed by Jamison Helmers from Okaboji. Lucas Lorenzen from Okaboji. Okaboji might just be top-heavy enough 
to get somewhere in the Siouxland and maybe even the playoffs. Okboji usually is not that good in basketball, but this year may change it with uh, Jamison Helmers and Lucas Lorenzen leading the team. Uh, Keen Mosier at Boyden Hall, he's going to be very good this year. Uh, Boyden Hall loses Bodie Young, but Keaton Mosier just might score enough to uh, keep Boyden Hall on top of the Siouxland and 2A. Uh, two players from George Hill Rock returning are going to be Peyton Malton and Matt Haken. I've talked about them a lot in this podcast, but they're what's going to keep George Hill Rock afloat and close to the top of the Siouxland. Um, I've heard chatter that George Hill Rock's going to fall way down. I don't believe that. I believe their two-star player is going to keep them alive enough to keep them towards the top. Uh, Peyton Malton just an offensive mastermind. He can get to whatever spot he wants to on the floor. He shot 52% last year. Uh, not a great three-point shooter at 27%, but uh, that's not where he does most of his damage. Most of his damage is drives, mid-range. Uh, expect them to be the focal point of the offense. Maybe even to be their point guard, I don't know. Um, he's going to keep that offense afloat. And also, we have Matt Haken who is just an animal. He is a... <laughs> let me check real quick. A 6'5 senior. He's going to put that 6'5 frame to work with uh, pick and rolls between him and Peyton. That's going to be very dangerous. It's going to be like a LeBron Anthony Davis type of thing. And uh, <laughs> I expect those two to lead the offense. And on defense, man, you just cannot get past him on when you're trying to go in for a layup and you see 6'5 Matt Haken standing there, no way. No way you're getting past him. Um, I believe he let the... No, he didn't. He was second in the Siouxland in blacks last year with 42. He didn't even play that much. Oh, man. But him starting at center, most likely, that is going to help George Litterock a lot. So I expect George Litterock to be pretty close to the top. Uh, besides that, that is our look into week one. Um, not just in the Siouxland, but around northwest Iowa and around Iowa. This is going to be a big week. Most likely the biggest week of the season. Just to, We don't have any prior knowledge as to what's going on with these teams. So this is going to be a very interesting week to see just how good these teams are and uh, where they stand. Uh, real quick on the... Iowa-wide spectrum. Uh, we have Northland winning in 2A from last year. This is going to be a very interesting year for them. Um, they lost Jake Kilmer. They lost a lot of their top players, so that'll, that'll be really interesting to see how they do. Uh, but that system, it should work pretty well for them, at least in their conference. I'm not sure how far they're going to go state-wise. But, yeah, I'm not very sure. Uh, how Northland's going to hold up. And uh, then we have in 1A, Grandview Christian. That team was just phenomenal last year. Uh, though I did see the end of that game and saw their JV go in. I don't think it's looking very pretty for them. Um, I'm not sure who they've recruited this year. Uh, I'm not saying it's a big deal, but you can definitely you definitely know that Grandview Christian's recruiting. Um, private school, a bunch of people transferring from different states, different countries. 
Um, again, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's happening. Um, it's kind of like Western, how they always win state championships because Grandview is doing the same thing. I just I don't know how it's going to work, work out for them this year. I'm not sure who they recruited, so it's really tough to know how they're going to do. Can't really tell on until you put them on the court and see what players they have. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting week and a very interesting season. So uh, that's all I have for you for this week. We will see you next week. Hopefully I'll try to catch some games on the Internet. Can't really go to games yet until winter break. Until then, I'm stuck here in Cedar Rapids. Um, we'll see if I can catch maybe a Northland game. They're in the same county. I'll see maybe how they're doing. But other than that, I'll keep my eyes very close to the Siouxland Conference games. So uh, until next week, let's take a look to see how this week folds and the season folds. And uh, I will see you guys next Monday. Have a great one.